The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 8th, 2017, season 13, episode number 52. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And we got a lot. Man, we got so much to talk about today. The Cowboys lose. Uh, they are now 2-3 and three on the season. They lose a game uh, to the Green Bay Packers that just, I don't know, it just seems to be more of the same from the standpoint of uh, how they match up against these Packers. Um, we talked about it all last week. Uh, Dave, you and Nick, I think. I can't remember who exactly started saying that God was coming to town. But I, w- I won't call him God, but I will say the dude is about as close to that as you would get on a football field. Um, Aaron Rodgers just, I mean, it's just amazing what he does with the football, especially in crunch time. Yeah, I think uh, I, that was that was Nick that coined that. And I it was kind of facetious, I feel like. But uh, no, Nick facetious. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the you know I hate to say I told you so, but that's more or less how I saw that thing playing out. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else do you want? I mean, it's un- unbelievable the things he can. Younger do. version. Yikes! That's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. Mm-mm. No, you you said it right. I mean, you said that. I mean. The Cowboys should be scared of him, and and they they weren't as scared as they probably should have been, because they you know at some point in the game they still you got to go stop them, and that's why I don't have any really any issues with how the game kind of played out from the Cowboys. I mean, you could have done a few plays here and there, but they went out and and they they put it on their defense to stop the guy for a minute, and they couldn't do it. I mean that's just as simple as that. I don't know why it's really it, it, we shouldn't over oversimplify it. They they had the game. They went out there. They they, what, they go nine minutes with the ball, uh, eight forty three on a drive. I mean one one thirteen to go. What else can you ask for? Yeah, it's forty five thirty or forty more seconds. That's <laughs> run. I mean run thirty or more sorry, four seconds off the clock. It's a Monday morning, and we will get to. I will say this: we're that's a get Sunday to, afternoon. We're going to get. Thing. We're going to get to those details, and I think they're worth discussing. Um, Amber, I do want to give you a chance to kind of sound off because I think you had picks all over this board. One of them obviously had to hit, right? That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm glad you didn't let her sweep. Oh, no, I'm not letting her slide on that. I was, I was talking to her all about it yesterday. I'm not letting her slide on this. You know, I mean, I get that people are mad at the result of this game, and so am I. But at the same time, I'm like, are you really surprised with the outcome of this game? Yeah. Now, I was telling Nick after towards the end of the game, right after the game, I think it was, I'm like, well, there's some positive side to it. He's like, what kind of positive can you find out of this Wait, game? wait, 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 wait. That's, That's exactly not what I said. Yes, no. you did. You no, sure no, no. did say that. I th- I absolutely didn't say that. We're about to do our first word, and yeah. you said there's a lot of positives. And I, I did said, not say a lot. And I said, but just don't bring them up on the air because nobody <laughs> wants to hear about them. I didn't. Okay, I think Derek gave me the floor to talk right now. Yeah, you thank were, you very much. You misunderstood me with a <laughs> no. You did say that. I'm box. like, okay, whatever, Nick. But you know, I the <laughs> his face. The positive things. Did you see some positive things there? Yeah, I did. I did, and I I. Thank you. I agree. With, actually, yeah. I agree with both of you guys. I think there were some positive things. I don't think fans really care about. Oh, I know, things. I know. I mean, at the end of the day, they still lost what? the game. What positives? What are we talking about? Do you want to yeah. get to the positive? I, I, I think that what they did in the fourth quarter offensively, I look at that and say maybe there is a sign that this offense is can actually start to run the ball. Now, what flips that on its head is the first three quarters they couldn't run the ball for anything. So you, you kind of wonder which was really the truth of the of the matter in that game. Uh, but they certainly in the fourth quarter, they got the running game going. And you would think that was a time in the game when the Packers should have been throwing everything at stopping the run. And they were able to run effectively. If, if the, the only positive I'm willing to concede from this entire game is that Dak is the dude. Like, he's awesome. I'm, I'm really even, you know, there's things you can criticize him for. There always are, win or lose. But... 
uh, I'm not worried about like a sophomore slump or or whatever you want to criticize him for. Uh, I thought he played phenomenally, and I also don't care because they lost. So well, right, yeah, and that's, but... that's exactly what I said. Is yes, there were some things that you can point to and say. I liked this particular thing about but this that, game. That's it. But at the end me. of the day, it doesn't matter because they lost the game. That's about as much as I'm willing to concede, though. Like I don't, I don't care that they got the running game cranking in the fourth quarter. Right. We all. I just said. I yeah, no it doesn't cares. matter. It doesn't said, matter. But, I'm, but I, I guess we did my, see a, a more consistent offense from the Cowboys. Did you not? I thought it looked. It was the same thing as last week. Not really. Was, we got. We got to see Jason Witten more involved. Would definitely. Which. Definitely helped them. We got to see Cole Beasley involved, two touchdowns from him. Yeah. So we did see them do different things that clearly helped him they, in the game. They moved the ball on and off. They struggled to run, and they found it. it, it they had more success, arguably, in the second half than the first. Fourth quarter, even, uh, in the first three. It, it, it's, I mean, I get, I get your point. I guess they were a little more consistent. I think the quality of the defense probably has a little bit to do with that. Um but I mean, it. it and I, yeah, it doesn't change the it, result. It, but. It, well, it doesn't change the result, and it wasn't drastically different enough that I'm that it really made me like sit forward in my seat. You know, it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't drastically different enough to where you think it means something for the future. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yes. Okay. Right. All right. Let's Sorry. dive into some of the. No, let's dive into some of the details because I do think there were a lot of different details we need to hit in this game, and I want to start first with um, with the the coaching decision, because I think that's something that's probably being talked about by more fans. And even Jerry talked about it after the game. Um, you got basically it's a minute 24 left in the fourth quarter. Cowboys have the ball uh, second and one on the Green Bay 11, and they make the decision that they want to pass on that play. Uh, now, obviously, they, they throw the pass. It's incomplete. It stops the clock. Uh, by the way, Green Bay still has a timeout left. The, the thinking there is, if you run the ball, even if you don't get in the end zone there, you at least force Green Bay to take that final timeout. Without that final timeout on that last drive, it maybe changes what they're able to do. They were able to run the ball a couple times, and one of the runs actually netted a pretty good gain. Maybe they don't do that if they don't have a timeout because they don't feel like they have enough time to do it. I want to get your opinions around the table. What do you think of that coaching decision? Do you think it was a big blunder for them, or do you think it really didn't matter at the end of the day? Let's start first with you, Nick. It mattered. It definitely mattered at the end of the day. Um, you know, but at the time, I mean, you are trying to score. I mean, the, the, there's you can't get cute down there. So you have to score a touchdown 100%. The, 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 everyone knows that. And so you can we look back now and go, oh, the way it played out, the way Dak ran it in for, you know, 11 yards or whatever, you're like, man, you sure would have liked to have 30 more seconds off the clock and their timeout gone. Um, so – yeah, I don't know. If, I wouldn't have thrown it on second down. There's no way. First of all, it's not a high percentage pass. Right. It's just not anymore. I mean, it's not a play. It's a high percentage just to run the ball and get the first down and do that. So, uh, I yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and crucify them because they have to score a touchdown, and they scored a touchdown. So that's number one goal is to score a touchdown, and they did. And after what's-his-name dropped the ball, Terrence Williams again. We're going to get to that, too. That's one of those other But details. after that, that – Huge play. If you anyone says, you know what, they're going to go 17 plays, 84 yards. They're going to take off nine minutes of the clock, and they're going to leave Aaron Rodgers with a minute 13 to go win the game. It's a lot. It's a lot of time, but still. But you're like, okay, I'll take that. And they did it. So they went and scored. How, I don't know how you can really fault them. They scored. All right, Amber. I mean, I I agree with Nick. <laughs> I don't even want to get into Dave's because we're gonna it's gonna be a heated Dave argument a here. Opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be heated. But I agree with Nick. I again. If you see an opening, you're going to run. You can't blame Dak now. I would have maybe done differently on the second down, but scoring the touchdown, and that's something that a lot of people have been talking about on Twitter and all that. Like he said after – can you guys hear me? Yeah. I, yeah. I can't hear myself anymore. Okay, yeah, sorry, guys. Um, like Dak said himself in the press conference, it's like – their main goal is to score a touchdown. They can't play around. That's like playing with fire. That's what he said. You can't play around and get, like Nick said, cute with it. And the defense, they get paid to do their job. So you would expect this defense to be able to get the job done, even though we know what this defense is. And at the end of the day, 
you just you just have to kind of trust them a little bit and not put everything Why? on the offense. But hold on just a second. I, I want to make a distinction here because I, I, I want to be clear. There are two different areas here that we're talking about. I specifically was talking about the the play, the decision to throw the ball on second down, and you introduced also the idea of maybe Dak going down rather than scoring. I think those are two different things because one of them I think is kind of ridiculous. To even think that Dak should just go down, it, to me, is dumb because if you do that and then the next play you get a penalty, now you're back. Let's say you get a holding call. Go back and look at the Rams game when Frederick there on the goal line gets a holding call. Like It happens. You get a holding call, you're back at the 11, and now you're, you're putting in jeopardy your ability to score. So I don't think that's even a question. You score when you have an opportunity to score. What I'm specifically talking about here, though, is the decision that they wanted to throw on second down. I think that's one that is debatable. Yeah. So on that one, do you think that that was a big deal or not? Well, it clearly was. I mean, I think that would have definitely helped cut down some, you know, trim down some of that time that was left on the clock. But, again, the coaching decision, decisions that they make during game days, it, everyone can get into it and not agree, not fully agree we, with what they decide on there. So it's – I'm not, I'm not going to start talking crap about Jason Garrett, but – some of their decisions, it's kind of like, eh, eh. But at the same time, I'm not in his position. So we can judge all we want from the outside, but we don't really know what's happening down there and what they're going through. Dave, take a deep <laughs> breath and let's go. <laughs> First of all, I, I, would, I have not and would not advocate for Dak Prescott to take a knee on an obvious touchdown run. I don't I – don't, that's not smart. Um – Having said that, that was catastrophic failure of coaching decisions in the red zone in a situation like that. And I on second down, yeah. Oh, well, the whole the whole thing, but yeah, the second down throw okay. for sure. Yeah, uh, you got a minute twenty four left. Even if you just run the ball into the line for and try to get a first down, you can take that down to forty seconds. You could presumably get them to burn their timeout or not if they want to hold it for Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. Um, the clock needed to be under 40 seconds when you scored that touchdown if you were going to win that game. And I even I posted the tweet last night on Twitter. Aaron Rodgers said his thought process when he saw how much time was left was, I'm thinking touchdown. I'm thinking we're going to win this game. We've got the time. We've got the timeouts. Even if you take it down to 40 seconds, you can probably force him to think field goal instead yep. of touchdown, which changes everything. Even just, again, just by running the ball, and then you can still do your read option if you want to and try to score. Um, but I don't understand why you're trying to pass right there. It's And I get it. I get it. The object is to score, but you are playing the guy that we just referred to as God. And it's okay to keep that in mind. It's okay to think about that. It's okay to say, uh, I, don't like, I don't like this for our defense if we're giving this guy that much time. We have to burn more time. And Nick is right to a point that it's hard to ask for much more 17 plays, 84 yards, whatever it was. In this situation against this guy, you got to ask for more. You got to because we have a game worth of evidence in this on this particular afternoon, not to mention a month worth of other evidence that this defense probably is not up to the task. I'm sorry if that's harsh. I know you Amber said, you know, you have to trust your defense at some point. Why? Why would you in any circumstance want to trust these guys to stop one of the best to ever do it. Okay, Dave. Ever do it. And what, sorry, one more, one more point, which is, and you know, this is hindsight if you want to call it Monday morning quarterbacking. I'm oh so serious when I say I'd rather lose that game 28-24 trying to manipulate the clock and score on my terms rather than put that game on the defense against that quarterback. I'm, I'm dead serious because, and you can attest to this because I was standing right next to you, as soon as they scored that touchdown, I looked up at the clock and I said, yeah, they're going to lose this game. And they did because they managed it that poorly. And it's, it's not fair because that drive was a thing of beauty and you would like to think that your defense is up to that challenge, but they're not, and you have to know that with every decision that you make down there. you have you, They had to win that game by bleeding that clock. You can't just hope for the best against one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. You have to know your team. You have to and know, knowing, exactly. Knowing this defense, I don't think there's anything that we've seen that suggests 
that this defense is going to stop him. And that speaks, in my opinion, way more to who Aaron Rodgers is as a player Absolutely. than what this defense Honestly, is not. I'll be the first person to tell you that I don't think the defense is as bad as they probably get credit for, but they're not up to stopping Aaron Rodgers. There only may be three or four defenses exactly. in the league that in that scenario would stop Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Seattle Seahawks, by all means, put it on your defense to get a stop. You might be able to. but You might be able to. What have you seen from the Dallas Cowboys defense really any time in the last five years that would give you confidence that they're going to win that? I had none, and my lack of faith was justified, as it clearly turned out. So let's say the Cowboys did kill some time, but failed to score a touchdown. I can live with that easier. Seriously? Okay. Knowing? You can. You sure. can live with it. Everyone yeah. would be pissed of right now they would. that People the Cowboys didn't anyway. go for a touchdown. People are pissed. No, but, no, no, but, way, but hold yeah. on, but hold on. I think there's you're assuming that by throwing the ball— that that's going for a touchdown and running would mean you're not going for a touchdown. I think if you run the ball, you probably are still going to get Either way, we in don't know zone. what would have happened. Right, you don't. So you don't. But guess. but all I'm saying is I think that I think if you would have lost trying to run the ball after by the way in that drive and really in the fourth quarter, you'd been running the ball right through them. I think if you lost the game at that point, there would be a certainly there would be upset fans, but I think the discussion would be different. The discussion would be you your your running game failed you. At the end, it, it didn't do anything for the first three quarters. They got going in the fourth quarter, and then when you needed it in crunch time, it failed you. That would be the discussion. But I don't think it would be a discussion of mismanagement, and I think that's the discussion now is that people are saying they mismanaged that final what, drive. What is the phrase, and I, I went back to this a lot last night, what is the phrase that Jason Garrett loves to use about his team? Ha. Ah. Well, there, there's <laughs> ha for sure. Scratch, crawl, bite. They scratch. All of these things are true. <laughs> he wants to put his his players in the best position possible for them to succeed. He didn't do that yesterday. Whether it was his call, Scott Linehan's call, whatever. I, I I believe I said this. I've said this more times than I can count. The strength of this team is their offense. They're only going to be as good as their offense, and specifically their running game, which did take a while to get going, but was doing everything it wanted to by the end of that game. The strength of your team is not your defense against a regular team. Trevor Simeon looked great against these guys. Why are you putting them out there hoping that they can make it work against what I think is the best quarterback in the NFL right now? That's not putting them in a position to succeed. That's putting them in a position to fail. Um, and and I get your point, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. but I would rather take my chances putting it on the strength of the team, the unit that's going to be the reason why the Cowboys are successful – rather than asking the defense to pick up the slack. Okay, well then, if that's really true, then th this is a huge problem that goes a lot deeper than this. Because if your defense can't go and do it in, in, a, in a minute to go, Jason Garrett should not be faulted for putting uh, giving his team the, the lead with a minute 13 to go. If the defense is not capable of doing it, then you've got the wrong coordinator, you've got the wrong personnel, you've got the wrong GM or, uh, putting, you know, putting the players out there. I mean, what... How many guys have to score touchdowns in the AFC to think, all right, then what, why are we've got, why do we have these players on the field if they can't stop them for a minute 13? That is a valid argument. It, it, it's a completely right. valid argument. It's a different conversation, yeah, though, because once you're inside the lines of this game I and you know what you're dealing with. Hold on, let me, let me back up, too. Let me, let me just for clarify here. They don't need a different GM. They got a GM. <laughs> let's let's make sure we say that the right way. But the decisions that they, you know, we, we can talk about that later on because you know, look at the inactives yesterday, and you can realize that they they've made some pretty bad decisions back in March. But we'll talk about that at another time. But I, I just think that one of those details. Yeah, you, you you've <laughs> you've got. I mean, I I'm with you on second down. I mean, I, I I don't I don't like the throw. I didn't I didn't like the throw then. I didn't like it. I mean, I I saw. Well, that's, it all stems back to that though. I'm right. I'm not criticizing right. Dak for not going down on yeah. an obvious touchdown. Right. And yeah, to be honest, with you, that, that whole drive, you can say what you want about whatever went wrong, but there was only one play in my opinion that was a problem. That was a decision to throw the ball, yeah. and that decision I think changed the complexion of that game because it would have made, taken some time off the clock. You know, it would have probably taken their last time out, and that changes what Aaron Rodgers would have been able to do. It's quite possible Aaron Rodgers still could have driven the field and scored a touchdown because that's Aaron or, Rodgers. Or kicked a field goal. Right, but the fact of the matter is that you had to give your, your – I agree with you, Dave. They had to give their team the best chance to win, and giving them the best chance to win meant taking, it as far, taking that clock as far down as they possibly could, and to me that's about not throwing that pass on second and one. 
it's it's grading it's grading on a curve, plain and simple. And ideally, yeah, your defense should be able to stop uh, Aaron. You'd you, hope so. You would hope your defense with a minute fourteen can do the job. But I knew that they couldn't, and I would argue seventy five percent of the people in the building saw that coming. It, it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to think, oh man, one fourteen and a timeout, Aaron Rodgers, that's trouble. Who's that, 12? Yeah, who's that number 12 guy? He's pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. So if I am just a, you know, a slappy who stopped playing football in grade school and I can figure that out, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, it wasn't good enough. It was really good, and that's the unfair thing. It was really good, but it wasn't good enough from a play calling or an offensive standpoint, whatever you want to say. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we still do need to talk about the offense. We, take, take, ah, we will talk about Dax Day. We'll talk about Zeke. Um, and we need to talk a little bit about Terrence Williams and what's going on with him and uh, maybe how his play yesterday affected this outcome. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Great Rider! You have to wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Great Rider! When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star nick's just decided he's going to sit out headphones having some um got a headphone malfunction monday Uh uh, all right we're talking about the cowboys lost yesterday they lose 35 to 31 to the green bay let me know what rob in vegas says got it they are now they are now two and three sitting in uh, third place in the division the only team that they're better than right now from a, <laughs> from a win-loss record are the 0-5 New York Giants. But we'll talk about all that tomorrow. Right now we're dissecting this game and uh, and everything that went wrong for the Cowboys yesterday. Have to stop T.O. again. What? T.O. going to the Giants? I don't know. They're, they got some issues. <laughs> we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, but, but the Cowboys have issues of their own. Uh, let's talk about the offense, though. And I, I do think, Dave, going back to what we were talking about in that first segment, I think Amber kind of started it off. Um, I do think there were some positive things, and you mentioned Dak Prescott. Um, he was 25 of 36 yesterday, 69% completion percentage, which is much closer to what we saw him do last year. 251 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, but that one pick uh, I don't think was was his fault. He could put the ball where he needed to put it, 105 quarterback rating. All in all, I think it was a really good day for him, And but for that last drive by Aaron Rodgers, today – Dak Prescott would be the talk of the town. Everybody would be saying how great of a game he played. But because it wasn't enough for a win, 
the talk of the town is Aaron Rodgers. He played like an absolute beast, man. Uh, Jerry Jones actually said after the game he thought it might have been his best game of his career. And there's certainly a few that you could point to and argue, but like it's certainly up there. Yeah. I, I, you were being nice. That was not his fault at all. That was no, I, yeah, bad. Yeah. That was a bad play by Terrence Williams. That is not on Dak Prescott. Uh, he he evaded pressure. He did he, he did some more magician stuff. Whether it was Rod Smith, whether it was Bryce Butler, uh, he got as Amber said, he got Beasley and Witten involved after a couple weeks where they were struggling to be part of the offense. He found he freaking he found Keith Smith on a third and one just. He he was lights out, and uh, you know it's a testament to it's on the NFL is unfair. You can play that great and not get the win. Yeah, I mean if the defense could make one play out there and and get off the field and win the game, he's your best quarterback of the day. I mean that's what I was thinking with one thirteen to go, but then I was like, well, you know they could all change here if he goes drives <laughs> down and scores. But I mean he he was. I mean not not that Rodgers was playing poorly before that. Just he would have outplayed him. But it's actually it's and. Green Bay ran the ball way better than I ever would have thought yeah. they would. That was atrocious. But that rookie's pretty good. Well, oh yeah, they Aaron, made him look good. But Aaron was, Jones. Yeah, um, Rodgers threw for what, like two twenty or something like yeah. that. Like it's he. It was not a typical Rodgers day. Two twenty one. But, but as soon as he needed to, two twenty one. Yeah, that means he was sitting at like what one sixty one one seventy five. He did not. It, it was not a big throwing day for him. But every time he needed it, it was just like. Thunk. And three Thunk. touchdowns. So yeah. I mean, when it when it counted, he's oh, yeah. making the throws that need to be made. You know. Yep. Um, but I'm. I mean, yeah. The the, uh, the the running game. The running game took some time to get going. But I mean, and you know, I think the second, the first and second quarter against the Rams was kind of like, well, this is what the Dallas offense is supposed to be. That, even though it ended forty seconds too soon, that fourth quarter drive was what you want the Cowboys to be. Short in the game, methodical, not really looking for big plays. You're just finding the open man, moving the chains, gashing them with the run. It's it's impressive to watch when it's clicking. Yep. Let's talk about um, – and one other thing I will point out um, that I liked about his game, and really the game he's had the last couple of weeks, he's starting to find good opportunities to run. Yesterday he had four rushes for 37 yards uh, and the touchdown there uh, for the for the go-ahead. And it's it. I think when he is when he's using his legs, and we've talked about this the last several weeks, when he's using his legs, and that doesn't mean running regularly. It means finding those moments in the game when the team needs it, and when defenses have basically left the field wide open for him to be able to make a play. Using his legs in those moments makes a big difference for this team. We saw the same thing on the reverse side yesterday for Rodgers. Rodgers only ran four times for 32 yards, but they were 32 major yards for them. And that's where I think quarterbacks can add something to their team is just knowing that right moment to use their legs and uh, and letting that help their team move the ball. Not to mention, I think the the play action and the boot, you know, that worked about as well as it has all year for him yesterday. He found Witten on a couple of those where – you know, the action before the play gets the tight end or the receiver moving in space before the play even really gets going. And um, just looked like he had more time on those throws than he has for most of the season. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Yesterday, he, uh, on the first, here's the interesting part. In the first three quarters of the game, um, he had 16 carries for 31 yards, had an average of 1.9 yards per carry. Nick, I remember I, I told you, like, right when we were in the fourth quarter, I told you, did you realize these stats? And we both were amazed because it didn't seem like his average was that low. I know he hadn't broken the big one, but it didn't seem like his average was that low. And then I think it was a play or two after that. Here's the 25-yarder, and that's when they got the running game going. In the fourth quarter, he had 13 carries for 85 yards. That's one quarter of work. 85 yards, 6.5 average. Which do you think is, is, is more likely to be what we're seeing in the future? Do you accept the fact that in the fourth quarter they finally found it and now you expect that to continue? Or do you think that what you saw the first three quarters – indicates the Cowboys are still having some significant issues when it comes to being able to sustain the running game. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. First of all, you've got to stay in the game and long enough so you can run the ball in the fourth quarter. And so typically, if you've got 39 yards going into the fourth quarter, you're not going to be in a position where you can keep running it. But that's just kind of the way the game uh, unfolded. And I think it was just a, a case of them leaning on him, leaning on him. I don't think they figured it out as much as it is they 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 just kind of kept kept it going, kept the grind, and and he was able to to really turn out some some tough yards. I mean, it was some really tough running, um, you know. And and it, it's unfortunate that they lost it, but had they won the game, 
you know, first of all, Skycam would get a game ball, and 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 yeah. Corey Miller running the uh, the board up there gets you know, and the fact that he was able to, to throw it out there, I mean that that was a really great play, and and also it's it's one thing to do it on the goal line because once you put it in touchdown, but to do it on on fourth and in, in, in inches like that, you could get the first down and it gets and knocked you're not out. down right, and you're it not gets down right, yeah, it gets knocked out. So uh, you got to have the arm strength to do that. And, and the just the the vision and and, and awareness of the of, and I thought it was a great play that he did that. But and he even said after the game, he's like, I usually don't do that. He says, as a matter of fact, I think that may have been the only time in my career that I've ever done something like that. But he said I had to get the first down, and that was my way to get the first down. Good awareness on his part. Another yeah. twenty-one uh, running back d- did that, and he got caught for it. Yeah, and, and other things. Eh. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know if it was. It was just, just that. that. It was. Yeah, he I... probably would have gotten a stern talking to if it would have been just Randall. I might have gone. I might have gone the rest of my life without ever thinking about that again. But yeah, it's still. Do you think? Who are you? Well, not 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 Joseph Randall, but Joseph Randall's like penchant for sticking the ball out yeah. like that. Yeah, that he did that for a few. That weeks wasn't what you remember out of him. Not really. No, I remember a lot of other stuff. <laughs> uh, it's um, story time Tuesday. I mean, is that what we're uh, yeah, we can talk about uh, old Joe. <laughs> okay, I think everyone could have a story about him. Departments. Oh, oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with Nick. I mean, I, I I'm starting to think they are what they are, which it's it's again for the second week in a row. I'm flabbergasted that I'm not impressed by the running game because they ran for 160 yards. <laughs> but uh, you know they have it in them to do it, and and they can do it consistently at times. But I just I don't know that they can do it at will the way they did last year. I mean, I th- somebody put it out toward the beginning of the game la- last night that. Last last week or last year they were averaging five point five yards per carry on first down or something like that, and this year it's more like two and a half three. Um, and yeah, like Nick said, they were still in the game, so they were in a position to run the ball in the fourth quarter, and that's great. But typically, if your offense is built around the run and you can't run the ball successfully for the first three quarters, that's going to spell trouble for you in a lot of games. So it, it's it's definitely it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it still has to be a concern, I think. So transitioning to the next topic we want to talk about, actually, I'm just seeing the play on TV here. Uh, they showed the the interception by Dak and the ball basically hitting Terrence Williams' hands and bouncing off, and then it's intercepted for a touchdown. What would you like to say about that? Well, I'll make the I'll make that point the the last one. I was I was thinking just now that how weird football can be sometimes. I mean, in a game like this, when when you think about you know one of their best you know, offensive lineman is Travis Frederick. And two weeks in a row, he's had a holding penalty. Now, this last one didn't really affect the outcome. They were still able to go, but still, you're not expecting him to do those things. He's one of your best linemen from a technique standpoint. He gets another penalty. Ter- uh, Jordan Lewis, he's your best cornerback on the field right now, in my opinion. I don't care about the veteran. He is the best cornerback playing right now. He gives up the game winner. It seems a little bit unfair of that. It's also unfair that 17 plays for 84 yards is not enough. It's not long enough, you know, and you didn't take up enough time. It's also weird that the guy that's a body catcher drops a pass, another one, and this one he's trying to catch with his hands. I mean, you can't do it right. So we can talk about Terrence. I mean, yeah, the pass was a little bit behind him, but the pass, sometimes that's how the ball is supposed to be because if it's in front of him, then he gets – helmet to the face so it's supposed to turn his body that way and he drops it and just plays volleyball with it it's two weeks in a row now and i don't know i think he could have made more of a play on the deep ball too on that on that free play yeah he just it's just like just kind of waited for it to it's like no i i want it here i want it here for a touchdown okay it doesn't always go like that stop turn if especially if you slow down and you get run into that's a pass interference every time but he, he just – I don't know what it is. He's just not playing with confidence right now. I'm not sure what's going on. He didn't talk after the game. <laughs> no. So I, I've seen this question on Twitter in regards to Terrence Williams. Would you guys have wanted the Cowboys to not spend that money in free agency and spend it on Barry Church instead of him? Remind me of his contract because I don't remember. It's a one-year deal. It's not a no, big money deal. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Bryce Butler. No, no, no. Terrence okay. got a four. Terrence 17. got four seventeen point yes, five with oh. nine point five guaranteed over the first two. The, I think what what happened there is Terrence Williams 
and his agent, they thought he was going to get a lot more than this. Okay. And, and and the Cowboys kind of thought that too. I think that they thought that just looking at the market value, I some of the other players all spring telling fans that he was probably yeah, gone. They they yeah. thought it was in a range of six to seven, and four for seventeen. You know that's a little over four. So they they looked at it as a bargain. Um, I said at the time I would have taken Terrell Pryor's eight million one year eight million. I mean because. If you signed him for a little bit more than one year, you wouldn't have been eight million. You could get Terrell Pryor in the five to six range. I would. How much did that. Jeffrey get? Alshon Jeffrey, you know? Oh, he was on like a one year. I remember it was a short term deal, wasn't Something it? Something like four, not fourteen, is it? I want to say one for ten, but I don't remember off the top of my head. One for nine five, Dave. Do you think that? Do you think that was a bad decision? His price is even right. though can't go over, right. even yeah. though the number ended up being much smaller than most people thought it was going to be for Terrence Williams. Do you think it was a decision? I mean, you think it was a bad decision to resign him for that much money? Yeah, what I and I've said this a thousand times. What what I don't like about Terrence Williams is is the the combination with him and Des. I mean, I think Terrence can be a good receiver for other teams, other with with another number one, a little bit more dynamic. I think pairing him up with a guy like Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, that type of guy, I I like him there. But him and Des, you know, I I feel like you're missing a lot of speed, and so I I don't like those two combinations. For that reason, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I will say to the point of the question, Barry Church signed a deal big enough in Jacksonville that I don't know that not signing Terrence would have would have given you the funds to keep him for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, I said all along that I would have been perfectly fine amicably parting ways with him and addressing that position in the draft. Um, they didn't. And the thing, the, uh, the other thing is. Uh, you don't have to keep him through the four years of his deal, but the way it's structured probably means he's here through 2018. So. Uh, that's a that's a bed that they made at least in the short term for better or for worse. Yeah, and it's tough because you got Bryce who, I mean, he's kind of he's a similar kind of player. He can be good at times, but Bryce can have his moments when he's inconsistent. I think that's the issue with Terrence. Terrence can be good at times, but he's not consistent enough. He has yeah. too many moments when it's like he should have made that catch and he doesn't. And and so you've got two of those guys. One of them's on a four year deal. One's on a one year deal. And you probably ought to be, like you said, Dave, you probably ought to be looking in the draft to see if you can get younger at that position. Maybe Noah yeah. Brown steps up to become that guy for them. Well, let's not, you know, forget they got a they got decisions to make at the at the big spot too with Dez. I mean, Dez is supposed to get about twelve and a half million next year. So I mean that the, that will be talked about uh at the end of this season, if not before that, about what they do at receiver. I'm not saying they're gonna I, I mean, you can try to restructure if you want to, but I, that's only making it situation worse so I mean I, I they, they'll they'll have a lot of decisions to make it receiver and like Dave said I don't know if Terrence Williams really will be one of them um this year I will say that you know I think people on Twitter argue for for Bryce to cut into Terrence's reps you know I mean maybe give him a bump I'd still be surprised to see if that happens you know Garrett's more of the positive reinforcement type of guy uh He'll tell you that Terrence does a lot of stuff off the ball, like block and and all those good types of things. They're big have fans. A good block. I'm, I just remember he, oh, that he, the he, long run by Zeke. That's that's definitely it's definitely not lip service. Like he does bring those elements to to the game, but I mean he's he's good for a, a boneheaded mistake like that about once per game or maybe once every other game. I mean it it happens with some regularity to the point where you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try as hard as I might have at one point to defend him to fans because the you know the, your resume is laid out for you right there. I was you know, I was thinking about that last night. Like even going back to like his rookie year, I remember in San Diego. I think he tried to stretch to turn a play into a touchdown and it, it fumbled it. Uh, the resume is lengthy at this point, but I would still be surprised knowing this coaching staff to see them do anything drastic. I think. I mean, your I second, third receiver, you know, they're both out there. You, you, you need them both. I mean, I don't – I think Bryce does kind of cut into Terrence's his reps. I mean, you see him a lot in, in, in two-receiver routes with Dez and that he's the option out there. So, I, I think I think it's healthy. I mean, a, a healthy rotation there. I, I don't know if Switzer's providing anything for you right at, at a, they as did, a receiver. They did do a couple of uh... – they did a couple of ten personnel looks with Beasley and Switzer on the field at the same time yesterday. Nothing really came out of it, but kind of got me 
And a couple times they had the tight end off the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of surprising me. They didn't have a running back or a tight end on the field. It was all receivers. And I hadn't seen them do that before because be, primarily because I didn't think that they would take 82 off the field. But they I bet he was fine with that. I bet he was like, uh, yeah, I'm a little tired. I need to come off the field. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> all right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we still do have a couple small things we need to hit from that game, one of them being Nolan Carroll and the fact that he was inactive yesterday and the Cowboys are looking at their cornerback situation. I'll have the question for you guys. Do you think that was a wise decision, or does this just speak to the fact that they made a bad decision during the offseason? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, take it away. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Tommy John. If underwear is your thing, get the best. Tommy John is the best. It's got, it's got a great feel. It's got a great look, I guess, if you're looking at that. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Get 20% off your first order. Tommy John. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate that. All right, let's get back in. Cowboys uh, lose yesterday, lose to the Green Bay Packers 35-31. We've talked about uh, a lot of different topics on this game. One other thing I did want to talk about, Nolan Carroll yesterday uh, was inactive for the game. He has been out uh, ever since he had the concussion. But uh, there was, I think, most of us agreed that he was healthy enough to play yesterday. Now, again, this is all with the caveat we don't know that uh, because there could be the possibility that the team still has not gotten a clearance for him. They won't. They haven't said that one way or the other. I don't think you guys may have heard something different. So I asked, I asked Garrett what Carroll's situation was, and he said he practiced all week. And I then specifically said, so he's out of the concussion protocol. And he said, well, he's he's practiced fully all week. He just repeated himself. He didn't really say yeah. yes or no. <laughs> Did anyone ask was he cleared to play? Uh, well, I didn't get I was I didn't get down there in time to talk to Garrett at all last yeah, night because yeah. Jerry Jones talked for a half hour or so. So about what stuff? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. And like I said last night, I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant to classify somebody as healthy when a head injury is involved. Right. But he practiced full three days in a row, so it certainly looks like he was a healthy scratch. I mean, that's the appearance. And until we hear more as far as whether he has actually been cleared to play or not. We can't say that for sure. Yeah. And I guess that, but that leads back to the question, assuming that he was healthy enough to play um, and he was inactive, does this signal something bigger about what the Cowboys think of him, about what the Cowboys think of their rookies? I mean, at this point with Cheeto Bay, I mean, he gets another hamstring injury in that game. So it doesn't seem like they certainly can, can, can't afford to not have Carroll because they they don't know what they're going to get from Cheeto from week to week. If Cheeto had played four quarters and finished with six tackles and was completely healthy, then I'd be way more willing to entertain this conversation. I see where you're trying to take it, but what are you going to do with Nolan Carroll if one of your rookies that you're leaning on can't stay on the field? 
be clear, it's Cheeto. That's the one we're talking Yes, Can because I, the other one's on the field all the time. And he's playing quite well. Balling out. Yeah. I don't even, like Nick's, I don't even care that he gave up the game losing. As a matter of fact, he broke up the play just before that. Yeah. They went right back to it. And I'm sure Rodgers is like, this rookie, I'm going to I'm gonna use this rookie a little bit. If you're, if you're not impressed by what Jordan Lewis has done to right. this point, I think you're dumb. He's playing really good football. Go ahead, Nick. Can I get the just the first four letters of Carroll? Like, can I just have that? <laughs> I don't. I don't. How do you come up? I want it. I don't come up. I don't want the last three. That's who I want it. I don't, I don't um, want Brandon Carr. Yeah, I don't. Want Iron Horse. That's who. I mean, we we I all. I think all Horse. of us agreed at the time that if you were going to keep one guy from the secondary coming into this year, that now, was the guy you keep. I mean, I I. I'm actually going to have to change my tune on that because if I remember correctly, I was kind of like, I, I think I was just more with the relax on, on the fans going nuts on losing some of these guys, especially Brandon Carr, which is ironic because everyone hated this guy till he leaves, you know? And so I kind of thought, well, let's, you know, let's wait and see, you know, how, how it goes, but um, it's not gone well. And Carl, I mean, Car- Carr's getting interceptions and what, he's got two interceptions I think now? two. Yeah, unless he got one yesterday, and he, and he still yesterday. plays games. I mean, that's kind of what he does. So the, the, miss games. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you think about what you've done by signing Nolan Carroll since since you signed him, he has had a DWI. He has played pretty bad at training camp. He played okay against a Giants receiver core that didn't have Odell Beckham. Then he played pretty bad against Denver before he got knocked out of the game. Missed, missed two or three games, then comes back, and they they feel like Ben A. Ben Wickery and Cheeto and his hamstring inju- issues are still better than to have him on the field. So, what are we doing here? Hadn't been a good start as a cowboy, has it? Not no. not ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. Um, so, but there's no recourse, as you were saying. Like right now, you look at this and you're like, we we can't trust that Cheeto is going to be healthy. This yeah. hamstring has been oh, consistently. A consistent problem for him. This goes so all. What the do way you do? This, and I'm going to sound like Brian Broaddus for a second, and I apologize, but I think the, I apologize. The front office wanted these rookies to push him out of a job at training camp, and injuries kept that from happening. And like I said, I mean, we could sit here and have this big hypothetical conversation about whether Nolan Carroll's worth a roster spot if everybody was healthy and you could trust that you had enough cornerbacks to get through a game. But right now, you don't. And to go back to Nick's Nick's point from a couple weeks ago, the more this keeps happening with Cheeto, the more I'm just like, you just give this guy some time. Stop trying to stop trying to nurse it back, you know, and, and get him out there as quickly as possible and just give him the time he needs to recover because he's already behind the eight ball as it is. He missed the second half of training camp. He's played in he's played in five quarters of football, maybe. I mean Cheeto. For the full Giants game got hurt on the second to last play of the game was out by midway through the second quarter of the Denver game. And, I mean, how many plays was he in against yeah. against the, the Packers? Like, I think probably the second quarter. I mean, it hasn't been a lengthy rookie season for him by any stretch. Yep. And, I mean, at this point, they do it, – it's clear, I think, they have three cornerbacks that are better than Nolan Carroll. So, if you if you can get Cheeto back and you feel like Ben Wickery is okay, he's a guy that gives you some depth – then it does create a situation where it's like, how do you fit Carroll in? Because I think those other three guys, those top three guys, I think are clearly better than Carroll. Don't sell my guy Xavier Woods short either. He looks yeah, he'll all right drop as, down. He'll looks drop all down right as a nickelback yeah. too. Right, exactly. So you've got options, I guess, is the point. But that does get to, did they make a bad decision, or did they actually, did it actually play out the way that they wanted it to play out? He was a bridge guy, like you said. They wanted the rookies to to take push him out of a job, and it seems like at least in the case of Jordan Lewis and Xavier Woods, they have. You could, I mean, you could certainly argue that you made a bad decision in the sense that a guy that you gave $10 million to is is having the season that he's having. But again, I mean, you go back to that and it's like, okay, well, they needed a body. They needed a guy with some experience whatsoever. Uh, and it's certainly not somebody that they're married to having as a key component of their defense. So I I just look at it as whatever. I, I you know, I didn't overreact to the signing when it happened. I and I'm certainly not overreacting to the fact that he's not having a good year right now because the long-term plan was for the rookies to be the guys anyway. So certainly hasn't even lived up to whatever modest expectations you could have had, but I don't think that's the end of the world. 
All right, let's get to some questions. You guys give us a call or hit us on Twitter. The number's 214-872-2102 or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Let's start with a question from Twitter. With the bye week up on us, are we going to see a change in the secondary, work out some free agents? Do you guys see them? I wouldn't be surprised to see that, would you? some other guys? No, I, I, I definitely would expect them to, to bring in some guys just for, for workouts, but that you know, just because they have the ability to do that, um, that doesn't always mean that you, you sign them. You just want to see who's out, see there. out there. Sometimes yeah. it's a favor to the agent, too, because once, you know, once you put a workout out there, it goes through the whole wire, so his name goes out. They'll do that, but who, who – okay, Nolan Carroll, we just talked about him, but, like, whose job are you trying to take away in the secondary? Again, I don't think it's a matter of taking jobs away as much as it is seeing what's out there in the event you sustain more injuries. Cheeto. And right now, the cornerback position has been a position where you've had a lot of injuries so far. I think you would be smart to probably do some some reconnaissance on the offensive on offensive linemen that are out there. You know your tackle has a back problem. Yeah. You know that you've had injuries with Chaz Green and probably will continue to have injuries with Chaz Green. So, you know, just looking to see what's out there in the event you get into the second half of the year and you start getting some injuries at some of these positions that, that make it to where you need to bring in a guy. If you had four more games at the end of the season for, for Cheeto, if he got to play four games at the end, would, would you think that he, that would be enough so we would go into his second year and go, okay, he's got some good experience under his belt? Because, because Wait, are, are you saying so that you'll have enough to cut Carroll? Is that what no, you're No, no, I'm not talking about Carroll. I'm talking about trying he's to trying talking to about this. IR. I'm trying to fix this problem, I got his you. hamstring I problem. And, but I don't really want to want to just kill his rookie season either. Um, so I think if I you think a him, month would be plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, him down. Yeah, yeah. there's two ways to look at it. You can say, you know, let's put him on IR. That's seven games because you got the bye week. You put him on IR now, eight weeks to return. You're going to miss seven games, but you're, you're having a, an, a cornerback inactive every week anyway. So why not it just be him? And then if he can come back in a month or so, right, gonna, that's I, where I was going to, I don't think you need to put him on IR. No, just make don't. him inactive. It, well, you got – I mean, they have two weeks until they need they play another game. And then you can probably carry him as an inactive for two or three weeks after yeah. that. I'd still at this point be surprised if he's on IR. Yeah. You just wonder – you wonder what the what the situation is with the hamstring. I don't even know. Is it the same hamstring as before? I didn't have it. You know, the, like, if for anybody that doesn't know, losses – it's it's hard to get information after a loss because people it's hard are hard to find people. People after. are piecing the hell out of there. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the Garrett press conference lasts like five minutes. Dak talked for three minutes. But I but I will say half that, the team was out of the locker room by the time we got in there. But and we talk about the guys that usually, you know, they're out immediately after a loss. Sometimes we do need to at least tip the cap to those that are willing to stand up and talk. All the time. And Jason Witten right up there with him. Jason Witten. Zeke, Zeke stood there. And Zeke last week and this week. I, I in there and, and, and take the tough questions. Zeke deserves a lot of credit because the talking point around him is that he's young and immature. But two weeks in a row, he yes. stood right there and, and answered all, you know, whatever. And last week, it wasn't got. a great conversation for him. Like, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And he, he stood there and he answered the question. Yesterday, after the game, after giving up that game winner, Jordan Lewis. He stood there and he took the yeah. questions. Uh, after not a great game, Jalen Smith stood there, took the questions. So there are some guys in this locker room that are stand-up guys that are willing to to stand up and, and do what I think is their responsibility and talk to the fans through the media even after they've lost or even after things haven't gone their way and they have a good day. Yep, I agree. All right, let's, uh, let's get another question. Should Marinelli call up more blitz packages to help his personnel? Um, you know, th- he did call some blitzes and, and they don't, they just don't get home. I mean, they, it's just, I don't know in a situation like this. And I kind of said that to you on, on the field at the end of the game, like I would have blitzed him now a back shoulder fade. But I don't think a blitz really matters yeah. about that. Um, I, I would have done a little bit more pressure at the end of the game there because I would have just because of how much a sack, how important it is. Because he knows he can't take a sack, he's going to hold on to the ball just a little bit less. So I think if you if you blitzed and pressured him there. But but to the question in general, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the pass rush was that much of a problem, was it? I mean, they, they kind of got after it a little bit. I like yeah. when the uh, – I like Irving on the nose. But that was when they – they usually got after him when they had a four-man front. And at that in that last drive, they were primarily doing a three-man front. And so I, I, I personally feel like, and that, that goes back to just, you know, if you, when you're in those kind of situations saying we're just going to keep everything in front of us, I think with a quarterback like that, 
you keep coming at and playing your base defense. I do. And, and I, I know a lot of people may differ. I just think I'd rather go down saying I played my defense that I know can get pressure and kind of cover rather than saying we're just going to throw everything back and not really worry about the pass rushes. I think more often than not, I really like the three-man front clog and cover idea because, I mean, he's going to get rid of the ball quick. He's smart. He, you're probably not going to pressure him into a huge mistake or a sack because, of, again, who you're playing. If you were playing Blake Bortles, by all means, but you're not. So, <laughs> Big difference. I think I'd rather just concede <laughs> – I'd rather just concede that I'm not going to get to him and have as many guys trying to rally to the ball carrier as possible. But I, I don't feel super strongly about it. I mean, yeah, but I think as you saw yesterday, and as you'll probably see in most games where he's where you're playing a quarterback like that, like if you give them if they've got time, I don't care how many guys you got there back there trying to clog things up, they're going to find an open receiver yeah. because he's very good at buying extra time, and his receivers are very good when he's buying extra time to be able to find a way to get open. It's almost as if when you're playing a quarterback of that caliber, you should do everything possible to, to keep the ball out of his hands. him from having the ball last. <laughs> That's, I think Brian's gut feeling, like we write up a review of how yeah. we thought the game went, and Brian was like, you just knew whoever had the ball last was going to win. It was like, well, you had a chance to have the ball last, and you passed on it. I think that's an overstatement. I don't think they had a chance to have the ball last. They had a chance to decrease the amount of time Rodgers was going to have. They had last, whatever you want to say. That, that's, that's true. That they is true. They did have the ball. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> Amazing. Hail, you know, that Hail was Mary. so crazy. Like the, it, It's attempt. like the play stopped before it really stopped. Like Everybody just stopped. I'm like, the ball's still live, guys. Let's keep going. I don't know. It just, I, th- I think... I don't know how the stat crew and and they got their own issues over there, but I think that it should be a turnover, the Packers, and then I think Travis Frederick should have got a turnover for stripping the ball, getting it back, um, and you know, and, and then after that, that something could have happened there when he got the ball back, but um, it's, I mean, I mean, okay, it's a lot of anything, but it. But when he, when he got the ball there and he kind of just started running with it, I mean, maybe if he could have pitched it and then they could have they could have got it over towards the Cowboys sideline, it was entertaining, I guess. I, I don't know. We were down on the field. It's a lot like, of give me the mic. I mean, what's, what's going on? <laughs> Start post game. It's a lot of fun being down there hold the in that environment in those types of situations, but it really hinders how well you see what's going on. Yep. You know, because you're on eye level with these guys. But it was it was pretty wild. Yep. It, now, I don't know if they would have played it the same way, but man, what if that was Bryce streaking down the middle of the field instead of uh, Beasley? You know, if if he could. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I I thought just looking at it, I thought that that Beasley was gonna like if he could have caught the ball that he was he would have scored. But no, you think? No, I don't think he would. No, he wouldn't have. But I, I do think then they have a shot. They can take one shot at the end zone. Yeah, like a legitimate shot. Well, I'm okay. Who cares about that? That was never going to work. But I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> because this team had the ball at midfield with timeouts and what, like 18 seconds on the clock when yep. Dak was sacked right before halftime, and they just gave up yeah. against again knowing that Aaron Rodgers was going to get the ball coming out of the third quarter. Maybe you can throw a ball. You have a timeout, so maybe you can throw a ball to the middle of the field and kick a long field goal, or may, just Aaron Rodgers has scored how many touchdowns on just BS hail marys at the end of halves? I agree with you. Just on that. try it. You like in my mind was it twenty one six at that point or twenty one twelve? It's twenty one twelve, I think. Twenty one to twelve at half at halftime. Yeah. So you're up nine, and I'm just assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to get them points coming out of halftime. He's just yeah. he's, he's going to do it. It's yeah, going like to happen. Thirty thousand fans in the stands, and so why isn't there more urgency to go try to get points on the board? Talking like, about a throw a hail mary, whatever. Either that, but I, I throw think a long pass to get in position I, for a field goal. I'm, I'm fine with yes. that part. If they would have quickly called a timeout. I think they could have gotten a play to maybe get them into field goal range and then get a shot. I can tell you why they don't throw a hail mary. It's because of Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman's two. Who are Troy Aikman's two prominent backups in the '90s? Jason Garrett. Who else? Wade Wilson. Where are they on the staff? Yeah. They they hate it. Aikman hated the hail mary because he says it killed your stats because you got you you would get an inter, uh, interception for no reason out there. So he didn't like throwing it. He rarely threw it. They don't like throwing it. The, Wade Wilson has said before that they don't that they don't necessarily like to throw that play. I don't care about the stats, but they'll they'll do That's that. So stupid. It is stupid. And oh, well, even, and, and they're not going to say that. Publicly. But I don't. But I don't think the hail mary. I don't even care about the hail mary. I'm fine with the. I, yeah. I, I, I agree. It's not the hail mary. You had a shot though with some timeouts. 
Do something over the middle. Just see what happens. He can kick a fifth. I mean, he, you would try it for 60. Yeah, and right. That, you would Going into it. the half, you would definitely you would try, try it. a 60-yard like, field goal. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is it's, – it's, it's October, so Aaron Rodgers is Michael Myers. Like, he's just going to get up. And just keep coming with the big kitchen knife, and you have like you is just, that a kitchen knife? Yeah, you just gotta, you have to just almost play. Is it bad that I'm thinking of the defensive tackle from the 2000s? <laughs> I actually thought of that both. I thought of both. I was like, well, I can... There you go. Yeah, Kent knows. Kent's into movies. Wow. You almost have to play. Gary? You have to be afraid of putting your defense on the field when you play this guy. <laughs> I don't care who you have either, and it's... and they didn't. In multiple Ken, occasions. Ken, it's been 59 minutes. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers getting the ball to go win the game. You know, it's some scary thought. And you just now playing that? Like, that, that would have been perfect. <laughs> that was Friday the 13th, actually. That was the wrong. Oh, sorry. Which is coming up, right? Yeah, that's why I had wow, it. Yeah, this up. Friday. Yay. Yep. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow, 9.30 a.m., and we're going to give a little bit of bigger picture view of, of where the Cowboys sit in the NFC East and in the NFC. We'll do all that tomorrow. For Nick Keatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!